Hello, everyone. Welcome to Peace of Authenticity Podcast. I'm Aubrey. And I'm Jordan. And we are the Andersons. In 2020, the Lord really challenged us on starting our own podcast. And so we invite you to join us on the journey of following Jesus every day. So let's grow together and learn together. What's going on, everybody? Hi, guys. Welcome back to Peace of Authenticity and that's it. Wait, sure. Sure. Yeah. So, okay. So last week we we kind of hammered in on Colossians chapter three, and I hope that you really um, learned something from it, like you took something away from it, because I know that Colossians chapter three has been wrecking us individually, um, especially the part that we're going to talk about today. So welcome. Yes. Welcome to the marriage. Actually. Let me rephrase the new man's yes. marriage, right? So um, the there's there's a difference. Okay, so so before we come to Christ, right? We we come to Christ and we become a new man. So at the end of Colossians three, Paul is writing about what a marriage is supposed to look like to a saved person. Now, I, I'm going to venture to say that because you're listening to Peace of Authenticity today, you are a saved person or you know you consider yourself a saved person. You have a relationship with Jesus. So this is for you. Now, if you have the thought in your mind, it's like, oh, this is just about marriage, you know, blah, blah, blah. And you're just going to go click on something else. Don't. Because this is probably the most challenging teaching that we've ever found over marriage because if you even think that you're good at marriage you're about to find mm-hmm. out today that you are a slacker so yes. um you could be as good as you want to be but the way that paul talks about marriage at the end of colossians chapter 3 is what we're going to dive into today yes and that is for you guys if you want to read it yourself as colossians 3 18 through 19 mm. and it is super good and i'm sh- i'm sure you've probably heard it before i mean most people have yeah. And um, we used to have a friend and well, yeah, sure, a friend. <laughs> he would always say to his wife, "Woman, submit." And I always hated that cuz I was like, "Ew." Like, yeah. But his so we'll go a little into that, but it is that scripture wife submit to your husband. But we will So, yeah, so it's a husband. joke, right? Like w- obviously, right? When when uh like your wife isn't doing what what you think that she should be doing, the joke I always tell Jordan all the time, the joke of this verse, right? I mean, you shouldn't really joke about it. Yeah, but, I mean, he calls uh, it a joke. Yeah, it's a joke where it's like, hey, you remember that part in the Bible where it says wives submit unto your husbands? Um, listen, husbands, you're going to get thrown under the bus in just in just a little bit in this podcast, so just hold tight. But um, submit doesn't mean that I should get whatever I want because my spouse is just supposed to give up all things, right? Like to, to satisfy what I want, right? So there's mm-hmm. a level of humility that comes with that word submit. And I would also venture to say that if you are leading well as a husband and you don't try to lord over your wife and, and try to just get your own way and bulldoze, um, I don't know if, if submission is actually that hard. Mm-hmm. But either way, Hold tight to that because first of all, first things first, we're going to start with the women. Oh, okay. Ladies first. Let's go. Yes, ladies first. Age yeah. before beauty. No. Ew. 
I said that wrong. <laughs> said age, age before. before thank you. Age. I appreciate you that. You are beautiful. Yeah. Okay. You are beautiful. Um, <laughs> oh, wow. I just dissed myself on accident. Yeah. Anyways, it's fine. You're actually older. So mm-hmm. I just want to put that up. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter. Okay. So let me read the scripture that has to do with the wives, okay? Um, wives, submit to your own husbands as is fitting in the Lord. That's it. One mm. sentence, but man, it is sure packed with a lot of really golden. Um, I was so convicted whenever I read this. Not when I first read it, but when I dug into what the word submit actually means. So let me read that a little bit. Okay, so wives submit. The ancient Greek word, okay, translated submit is actually a word borrowed from the military. Okay, and it means to be under in rank. Because the Lord, the way the Lord has planned the family, right? The father is like, I guess, you know military terms. I don't. But he's the higher mm-hmm. rank, right? And then the wife and then the children, okay? And so for me, this isn't an issue of he's the husband, like Aubrey's better than me. Right. It's not It's not that kind of thing because we're still in unity with one another. But I'm aware of how the Lord created the household. So, you know, I will submit to Aubrey because he is in the ranking above me. And that's where the Lord has put him. And so we'll go a little bit more into that, but I think well, it's just, well, let me, let me, yeah. let me just touch on that really I'll quick. I'll submit to you. Yeah, well, no, 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 <laughs> not like that. No. So, so a lot of times we, we look at that word submit and there, there's a, like, there's a lot of strong willed women that are like, well, that's oh, like nails on a you know, over my dead body. You know that. what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm not just going to be submit, but, but here's, here's the thing. You should actually count that as a blessing that you have to submit to your husband because what that means is that God is going to hold your husband responsible for how the family is led, okay? So so that means that when God put the structure of marriage that a man is supposed to be uh, above his wife, it doesn't mean that he's better. It doesn't mean that he's all-powerful. He's smarter. He's wiser. It, most of the time, it's probably the opposite of that. That, that I would venture to say that more times um, in, in our situation, I, I take a lot of what Jordan has to say as more wisdom because I will react out of my own wisdom versus, you know, a lot of times you'll press into the Lord's wisdom more um, in the, in, at, the, at the snap of a finger than I will. Um, and so it's not about being better or being like, oh, I'm above you or yeah. lording over as we just talked about a second ago. It's actually saying that when God put the husband above the wife, that the man is going to be the one that's held responsible for the outcome of how how his house is ran, how his children are raised and everything like that. It's kind of like the pastor over a church, mm-hmm. right? The Bible also tells us that not all of you should be teachers because if you are a teacher of the word, yeah. you will be held to a higher standard. So don't look at that word, wives, uh, don't look at that word submit as, you know, well, you know, I have to do whatever my husband mm-hmm. says. That's that's not the case. It's saying submit because the ultimate outcome is God is holding your husband responsible for how for the direction that your family goes in. So it's it's good for you to submit and be a helpmate mm-hmm. because you don't have to answer for the same things that he does. And submission submission means that you're aware you're a part of a team. If, yeah. if you've heard anything about marriage, you always hear, you're on the same team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're not against each other. You know, that kind of same thing. And if I'm willing to submit to Aubrey, that means I'm willing to listen to him. I'm willing to respect him. I'm willing to honor him for the place that the Lord has put him because it has to do with God-appointed order, not mm. value. 
not like what we were talking yeah. about. And I really love this quote I want to read. Okay, and it's anyone who has served in the armed forces knows that rank has to do with order and authority, not with value or ability. And I think that's super important to remember. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I just love that, and I don't know how to pronounce his last name. Where Where Worsby? Where Worsby? Yeah. Well, I, I can remember when, whenever I was in the military, um, that there were a lot of times. If If you've ever been in the military and you were enlisted or whatever, that technically officers carried more power than us. But I can also remember being on the flight deck. If we got a new divisional officer, they came in knowing almost nothing. And so everybody on the enlisted side had more qualifications, had more experience, had more, but at the end of the day, our divo, our divisional officer was the one that had to answer for the output of our division and not each individual person. So we had to submit to his or her order because ultimately they're the ones that had to stand before the the big bosses and not us. And yeah. so that's that's exactly what it's saying in in that. And so I know we're unpacking a lot through only one verse. Right? But it's it's really good and I think it's so necessary because there's yeah. so many marriages that are really hurting and I really yeah. think it's because they're not living um, by the ranking that the Lord has put and the authority, yeah. you know, the Lord's put over the home. Yeah. Um, right whenever I was reading that scripture, Aubrey, I was like writing down some of these things and I heard the Lord say, you either believe that you and your spouse are on the same team or not. Refusal to submit shows that you believe the latter. So if I'm not willing to submit with you, that's me already answering <laughs> for the fact, oh, I don't believe we're on the same team. I'm not willing to submit. Yeah. Or I'm not, you know what I mean, willing to work as a team. Therefore, I obviously don't believe that we're a team. Yeah. And so uh, we're all about asking the hard questions. So wives, I <laughs> encourage you to ask the hard question. Do you respect the ranking that the Lord has put in your home or do you not? Do you believe that you're a team with your husband or do you not? Yeah. I, I think that um, one of the commentaries that we were reading over this uh, talks about, it says, it says wives um, submit to your husbands as is fitting to the Lord. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, um, women and, and, and look at it like this. Let's say, let's say that, uh, you see uh, a wife or a woman that is coming to church and she's bringing her kids to church, but her husband doesn't go to church. Mm -hmm. Her husband doesn't care anything about the Lord whatsoever. So then she takes it upon herself to spiritually lead the family and do everything like that. So, so what, what we try to do in that scenario is like, as is fitting to the Lord. Well, if my husband's not following the Lord, then it's up to me. But really, um, the commentary that, that I was reading says that, that why, when it says wives submit to your husbands, it's literally saying submit to your husband as though he is the Lord. Now, I don't know about you. I'm not saying now the Bible says that Sarah called Abraham Lord um, Ugh, but Aubrey always says that to me. But the, but the reality, so annoying. Yeah, the, the, the reality <laughs> of the situation is, we're not we're not going to get to that place where you're ever going to call your husband Lord. But what it's saying is, how many times have you been in a situation where you are literally serving the Lord and and things don't go exactly how you think they should go? Mm-hmm. What about what about when you're praying to the Lord and you're asking the Lord and, and you're sending up prayers and you're fasting and you're praying? And I'm only speaking from personal experience right now, but God doesn't answer what you think needs to be answered. He doesn't mm-hmm. answer your prayer at all. Let's let's just be honest for a second. You know, it can be very um, devastating. It can be 
Lord, where are you at? I did everything on my part. Where are you at? How? Mm-hmm. What about a woman that's out there that's desperately praying for her husband to meet Jesus, and and it's just not happening, and you're growing frustrated, and you're saying, Lord, what? I would venture to say that as you serve your husband, even when he doesn't deserve it, you are being more like Christ than anybody than any example that you will ever find in your life. Mm-hmm. It's such a beautiful example of obedience to the Lord too. Yeah. Even if that's like, if you have to get to a place where you're like, listen, I'm submitting to my husband strictly because I'm obeying the Lord in this. If sure. Like, yeah. because sometimes I do realize it's hard. It is hard because we are human. And I was telling Aubrey earlier today, every single thing that we're supposed to biblically do in a marriage is totally against our flesh naturally it just is that's why marriage is so stinking hard yeah because we're supposed to be functioning in a way that we are not naturally and usually we always function in a natural way that's just what we want to do and that's the flow we always try to go in but the lord is asking us to go against the flow and so when you go against the flow (laughs) it's work yeah it's work and so that's what i'm realizing you know, more and more in this marriage. And I think anybody that's been married for any amount of time, I don't care if it's been a year or 50 years, you're still learning this every single day. Mm-hmm. And it's still a journey every single day. Yeah. Because it's hard. I, th- I think that um, one, of, one of the greatest examples of, of what this looks like, like let's, let's just say, um, let, let's just say you are that person that, that is desperately wanting the Lord to reach your spouse. Let's, let's just say that. Um, it, it, the most, the most, convicting imagery that I've ever seen in this moment is like, how can I submit to somebody that's not submitted to Christ? Mm-hmm. Right? Like, like this isn't, this is an argument that a lot of women might make. That's like, how do I submit to a husband that's not godly, that, that is not following Jesus whatsoever? You know, the, the, the greatest example of, of what I've seen in scripture and Jesus, Jesus is the ultimate example, right? If, if, if Jesus did it, that's what mm-hmm. we're supposed to follow through with. And so Jesus is, is walking into the house with his disciples. And in, in this part of scripture, Jesus gets out a bowl and he gets out the water, right? Mm-hmm. And he said, he tells the disciples, I'm going to wash your feet. Now, Peter in that moment goes, oh, heck no. Yeah. You know, Jesus, if anything, we're all going to take turns washing your feet. But I can't help but realize that in that moment, let's not forget that Judas was there too. Mm-hmm. Jesus, knowing, many times in Scripture, when the, when the Pharisees are just thinking something, the Bible tells us that Jesus, knowing their thoughts, answered their thoughts out loud so if Jesus was able to discern the thoughts of the Pharisees, how did he not know that Judas at the end of the day was going to do what he did? Yeah. We're talking we're talking about the son of God here. Mm-hmm. He knew. He knew the trajectory. He knew that Judas Judas's love of money was going to betray him at the end of the day, but he washed his feet. I don't know if I would be able to do that most times. Yeah, I that that goes against everything you right. naturally want to do, and what's what's crazy is like that example goes with both what 
Paul commands the wives to do and what Paul commands the husbands to do because right. that takes both of those. Right. And I, I just thought thought about something. There was this like um, report I heard about like a statistic years and years ago. It was at a marriage conference and uh, in the statistic they asked the husband, what's the thing you want most from your wife? And it was respect. And then it asked, you know, the same question to the wives and they said love. And it, I think it's very interesting that Paul actually addressed those two things specifically. Wives, submit, submit respect your husbands, mm. and husbands, love your wife. Mm. Because, you know, the Holy Spirit was speaking to Paul this whole time. That's why it's... Well, yeah, because Paul wasn't married, so this yeah, had to he wouldn't come. know. He would have no idea. <laughs> and I just think that that's so amazing. The Holy Spirit yeah. knows what you need. He knows wow. all of that. And so... You know, yeah. he knows I need Aubrey to love me and Aubrey needs me to respect him. Yeah. And well, and, and this is this is where it gets cool because um, uh, let's 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 be honest. How many times have you heard stories of women that have married a man that okay, I, I'm not throwing anybody under the bus here, but let's just say a lot of times women don't if they're younger and they get married, they don't marry a man that's already following Jesus. They they marry a man that they're trying to fix. Right, oh, the fixers, the fixers, mm-hmm. and and so they're thinking, well, if I can just do this, and if I go to church, then maybe he will do, you know, and the, and so you you join into marriage with somebody who does not care about the Lord whatsoever, or you know, or maybe they don't care about being sold out whatsoever. So, in this commentary, that the author that that writes this commentary says, this is why women should take great care in who they decide to come into a marriage with. Yeah. You know, you don't marry somebody because they're attractive. You don't marry somebody because they're wealthy or, you know, that they that you have that security in there. You don't marry somebody because of uh, you know, this guy's super romantic, right? Because at the flip of a switch, any of that can change. You marry a man that at the end of the day you can respect. Mm-hmm. And, and I, like sadly, the, you don't get, um, oh man, I had the word in my head. You don't get out of this command just because your husband isn't a Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, unless, I mean, of course he's telling you to sin or something like that. Right. But, but or he's like physically abusive or, you, yeah. you know. There are exceptions, right? Exactly. You don't... <laughs> so don't be like, okay, the abuser is my lord. Like, no, yeah. take that, please. Yeah, we're just kind of talking about the women that are just like, man, my husband's got some pet peeves that I just drive me dumb. nuts. He's not, he's not following the Lord. Well, or even the statement, like, about the wives. Like, there's even jokes like, oh, you know who wears the pants in the family? Like, she yeah. even jokes about it. Like, that's not biblical. That's not, that's not okay. And yeah. that's hard to say, but it's, but it's not. If you're like, listen... What I say goes, you're altering the way that the Lord has asked our homes to be situated in. You yeah. just are. Even if your husband is kind of a type that's like, whatever you say, honey, whatever you say, don't let that create a monster in you where you think that you're the ultimate like Authority. one that needs to be respected. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's that's just not how it is. And I know that's hard because we're we all deal with pride. And so if something does creep up, because anytime Ari like jokes like, Well, Abraham Sarah called Abraham Lord. Well, everything in me is like, I'm going to punch you in the face yeah. and then you're going to, you know. <laughs> no, no. I, I said that the first time, remember? And you didn't believe me 
that it was in the Bible. And so then we looked it up and I showed it to you and she was like, well, oh. you dingleberry, I'm not going to call you Lord. And I, I never said, okay. would say that. I cannot believe you. Get out of here. You call me that all the time. Oh my God. But it's fun. No, it's funny. I'm just kidding. I do. No, I yeah, call him it's that. funny. I'm so sorry. That's not submitting. No, no it's a, a no, theory. it's okay. Like it, it's it's joking around. It's funny. It is. Okay. It's funny. Are you yeah. good with it? No, I'm fine. It's it's fine. So okay, so we've we've done we've been camping out here for a long minute. <laughs> yeah, we on, need to move on, on to the wives. Husbands. <laughs> so husbands, it's your turn. Um, if if you're if you're a wife. And you know you really want your husband to learn Pause something. Pause this really quick and yeah. then go find it. Go get them, make them listen to it, or you can go back to it again in this part and then just pause it and then let them listen to it later. There you go. But okay, so it says right here, husbands love your wives. Hold on, let me actually get to the right verse. Okay, husbands love your wives and do not be harsh with them. Okay, this is a very simple sentence but it carries a tremendous amount of weight. Mm -hmm. It carries a tremendous amount of weight because here's, here's the thing. It says love, which is the form of agape love, which if you do any type of searching over agape, agape is the God kind of love. And what that looks like is husbands love your wives. It looks like this. Even though we were still sinners, Christ died for us because he loved us. Think about the nasty, gritty, dirty version of yourself that Christ died for. He still would have done it if it was just for you. And that is the kind of love, a love that has no deserving factors to it at all, is exactly what Paul's talking about in this next section, agape love. And I, I love this. It's another quote. It says, agape love does not denote affection or romantic attachment. Mm. Okay, it rather denotes caring love, a deliberate attitude of mind that concerns itself with the well-being of the one loved. That's by uh, last name Vaughn. And I just, I love that because all in all, what Paul is really saying is, husbands, you need to practice self-denial um, for the sake of your wife yeah. every day. Yeah. Yeah. Every day. Okay. So even when it, they call you Dingleberry. Yeah, even, yeah. <laughs> even, even when, even, even, even when. Okay. So, but, but listen to these statements. Okay. Because these, these were so powerful and they made me feel like such a slacker when Maybe it comes to, I'll yeah. stop with the word. <laughs> I feel like such a slacker when it comes to a husband and leading my home well. It says, uh, agape is a love that loves without changing, right? Which means it's consistent. And no matter what Jordan does to me, even if she's not submitting, mm -hmm. right? Like the, the verse before, even if she's not doing that. That means that I have to love consistently. It doesn't matter if she calls me a dingleberry. I have to love consistently. It doesn't matter if she straight up slaps me across the face. I still have to love with an unchanging love. Now you might be sitting here thinking, well, that's not possible. That's not, it's not humanly possible. Well, that's exactly why you have the Holy Spirit, okay? To why put you're that the check. new man. Yeah. yeah. So it's a self-giving love that gives without demanding or without repayment. Mm. See, 
as a husband, a lot of times I'm guilty of saying, well, if I do this, then Jordan could respond like this. And so ultimately, if I do this, then I might be repaid with this. Okay. When you move in that area too often and it becomes a habit of you only doing things in order to get a result over here, you are not loving your spouse. You are manipulating your spouse. You're, you're moving. Your, your, your actions are pushing in a direction so that you can get the response that you want, right? Instead of just doing it because your love is unchanging. Mm-hmm. Just because. I mean, I, I've seen it time and time again, and I've done it. Like, I'm sitting here going, man, if I can just do this, then, you know, maybe Jordan will do that, and then everything will be perfect. And if I can do... Listen, this, this is not what God has called you to do as a husband and as a leader of your home. He calls you to love. He calls you to treat your spouse the same with an agape love, no matter any benefit. Let's just say, for instance, it's like this, husband. Let's say that... You never again get what you want from your spouse for the next 30 years of your marriage, for the next 40, 50 years of your marriage. Your wife never does what you want her to do. You have to deny yourself, right? And you have to love with an unchanging love that says, I love you because I agreed to join into this marriage with you. And the Bible tells me to love my spouse as Christ loved the church, right? And so it, it comes, it's yeah. it's unchanging. It's, it's not, I love because I'm supposed to, because God's asking me to, not because of what I can get out of it. Mm. And that was so wrecking to me. It's in, in here. <laughs> Woo! Okay, so here was the one, the statement that just wrecked me the most. Agape love, it is a love that loves even when I get rejected. Let's say, let's say that that your wife does not respect you. Let's say that your wife bulldozes you. Mm-hmm. Let's say that you don't actually get to wear the pants in your family and you want to desperately bad and you've been praying for, you've been praying. You're like, man, if, if my wife would just do this, then blah, 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 blah. All these things could be different if my wife would just do this. Mm-hmm. The love that Paul tells us that we are supposed to have for our, our spouse is not only unchanging, but there is no excuse for when you can flip the script and be like, well, because you rejected me, I'm going to reject you because Jesus never does that. This, I, like I told you, I feel like the husbands get the harder job. (laughs) Like women, when you listen to this, it should be, it should be, um, easy. Okay. Maybe not easy, but it should be possible for you to submit to your husband (laughs) because even if your husband never does love you the way that he's supposed to, just like you kind of switched it, Aubrey, like even if you never get respect, what if the wife, you never fully get loved the way you want to be loved? You still submit. And there was this argument that we had probably a few weeks ago, and my heart was just like super hardened. Like we had been arguing quite a while, and I get to the point which is not okay, but where I just like get really hard and like closed off. And Aubrey was having a really hard time. And I forgot what you said, 
But you were saying, like, Jordan, don't you see, like, this, this, this? And in my head the whole time, I'm like, well, you don't do that for me. Why the heck would I do that for you? Like, seriously, I was seeing that in my head. And, like, how unbiblical and ungodly is that thinking? And it's the total opposite of what we're supposed to be doing as a married couple. You know? And that's literally, I'm like, why would I give that to you? You would never give that to me. You never think of doing that for me. Why would I think it? Do you know what I mean? Like, and you can get stuck in that. And that's how marriages end. You know? That's how people just stay in their selfish stubborn ways and never change and they have a horrible marriage or they divorce you know it's easy to do that it's easy to stay selfish it's not easy to do this it's not easy to put us literally like just be the size of an ant and have like no more pride because you can't have any if you're supposed to do these things you literally can't have any pride whatsoever to be able to do what the lord is asking us to do as the new man you know as the new man as a wife new man as a husband and it's just everything against and so if it doesn't feel right well it's probably right yeah you know, yeah. if it goes against what you naturally want to do, it's probably what the Lord's asking yeah. you to do. Well, and, and it just like, I mean, it, I don't know how people, you can listen to something like this and not just feel convicted over it because our natural response is to do what we want. Yeah. You know, and it it's just wrecking. Okay, and so the very next passage that it goes into, it talks about how the family should be, Right. Because ultimately, a healthy marriage, right? You, you, so your relationship, first and foremost, is with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Then it's your marriage. Then it's the children that come after that. And I can't tell you how many times I've seen um, you know, Christian couples that literally will put their children before their marriage. And I mean, we're even guilty of it with even, Gray. We were just talking about it yeah, earlier today. It's like, why is it so easy to love Gray? Yeah. And then when you do something, I'm like, you dingle bear. Yeah. And I just want to like lose it on you. But with Bub, he like pour something on my face. Oh, baby. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. So, okay. So we're not, we're not going to dive into that parenting aspect, but I will say this. If you can get this portion right, Yes. For the wives and the husbands that are listening to this podcast right now, if you can begin to work on this area, I guarantee you that everything else in your home is, is, is going to come into alignment because first and foremost, if, if the husband is in the right place and the wife is in the right place, then that will everything flows down from there. It all flows down from the Lord. Boom, boom, boom. And, and everything will just start to work better and move better and be um, like more cohesive. Mm-hmm. And I, I, w- I wanted to um, say this, that I believe uh, that healthy marriages, if, if we can begin to work on our marriages, those of us that are in the church, right, the church of Jesus Christ, if we can model what this looks like, it could, it could change the world. Because I, I just went to like a, uh, I went to a pro-life conference over the weekend, and and I just saw statistics of of abortion and, and all these different things that are that are plaguing. Like let's not even just talk about abortion. Let's let's say abortion. Let's say um, teenage incarceration. Let's say uh, a bunch of these things that are terrible in the United States. All of these things. Um, a high statistical percentage of all these things come from like a single parent household mm-hmm. um, or a unhealthy home. So 
let's say, you know, parents weren't willing to love each other and submit to each other, and so they get a divorce, and then a, a young person is growing up in, in a home that it's, that's, that's not, it does not glorify the Lord. So then what makes you think, now there are blessings in there where people grew up in a single home and, yeah. you know, they do things yeah, right. Yeah, not everything. Yeah, it's not everything. But I'm like saying the biggest statistic of it says that if we can learn as husbands and as wives, if I can learn as a husband to to love without changing mm-hmm. and, and wives can learn to submit even when your husband is ratchet, Right. Like, because we all are, let's not forget that we're still wearing flesh, but if we can do this and we can model this before our children, it could literally change the world. Mm -hmm. And that's what I I wanted to, uh, like I wanted to say is because a lot of times they say the highest percentage of abortion and different things like that are like, uh, are where the female had no support, the the man that got her pregnant or whatever just ghosted her or told her to get an abortion or whatever, mm-hmm. but was not loving her as as Christ loved the church, right? Mm-hmm. So if we can do this, we can raise, we can have healthy families and raise healthy children. Yeah, so it's really just, just denying yourself and laying your pride down and being yeah. done with it and everything will come in alignment. It'll be the way that the Lord had intended in the home. So it starts with you. Yeah. You're not doing it all right. None of us are. None of us are. So yeah. get all, it's kind of like a savior aspect, like, oh, I'm doing it right. It's them that's messed yeah. up. Mm-mm. Yeah, and we can't so look at wrong. other people and be like, well, at least I'm not as bad as them. Yeah. Like, listen, you can't one of these days when you stand before the Lord, you can't just go, well, Jesus, you know, my neighbor. At least uh, I'm better than Yeah, at least I'm better than that. He's going to be like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, you don't want to be saying that. But here's the thing. I, here's the challenge that I have because I'm challenged by this. I'm, I'm challenged um, to ask the Lord because I can't do it in and of my own strength. So I'm challenged to ask the Lord, show me what agape love really looks like, mm-hmm. you know? Or, or if you're a wife, Lord, show me what true biblical submission looks like. Not, not, that, not so that I can become a doormat yeah, for my like husband yes, to run master, over. I'll right. do what you tell me but, no matter but what. But biblical submission, the way that God intended it to be. And if we can do this, then the, the environment, the landscape of, of our home will be drastically different and watch as your home be- begins to be an example to people around you like wow look at their marriage i want something like that or mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like or y- you become an example just like jesus you, we are the light of the world let your light shine before men mhm yeah and so just take that and ask those questions because yeah take that it'll mm. yeah just like Boom, take it. But listen, <laughs> I, I hope that you guys were were challenged, but yet as encouraged to to grow in in this journey as we were mm-hmm. going through this. Like I know you might feel like a slacker right now because I do, but here's the thing. Uh, everything with the Lord is done with intention, and even when he prunes us, it's for our good. Mm-hmm. And so on the other side of this, you will be better than you were today. So I just ask that the Lord just bless you, keep mm-hmm. you, teach you something in in the midst of this so that you can be the husband that God has called you to be and the wife that God has called you to be. Or I said this, I should have said or, you, I mean, because you can't be both. But 
Either way. Nowadays. I'm just kidding now. (laughs) But either way, thank you for joining us today. I I hope that you're encouraged. Please let us know. Hit us up on social media or or anything like that. Um, We want to hear from you guys. We we love doing this, and we hope that you guys love listening. So um, we'll we'll see you here next time. We'll see you next week. All right. Bye. 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 Bye.